to another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuypers. My name is Anthony Hookman. No German this time. <laughs> no, I forgot that I did that last <laughs> yeah. time. I just edited. I just edited that one. So. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what's coming to be one of the final episodes of this season. Uh, Anthony, what should we talk about for the next two minutes before we get oh. into it? We've we've done seventy three of these, and I feel like the the small talk is just we've we've exhausted. <laughs> <Run it> out. <laughs> yeah, it has been. Well, it has been at least what two three weeks since we last recorded. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. what's been going on? What's been going on in your life in the last three weeks? Well, um, <laughs> if we want to get into the. Uh, the, the well, racist confrontations yeah. that are happening happening at the college I work at right now. We could get into that, but maybe we won't. <laughs> it's very bad and evil. Uh, you know, other than that, we are, I am just, you know, uh, trying to hang on. My, my job cycle is very uh, rhythmic. So, you know, I work with the school year and the school calendar. So I'm just trying mm-hmm. to hang on till May. And uh, we're at that point of the semester where everyone is stressed and exhausted and hates their life. And so they start saying terrible things online and whatnot. So it is, it's just hold on and <laughs> try to push through until you, you make it through. But so that's pretty much my life. Just, just hanging on. How are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm doing um, better uh, than you. Uh, <laughs> good. That's good to hear. I like that. I've had a pretty good run in these last few weeks. Uh, hey. I got to do my first St. Patrick's day bar crawl in yes. two years, uh, which was, it was a lot of fun. We didn't make it, uh, didn't start until almost three 30, which is pretty late for me. And, uh, <laughs> Did definitely didn't stay out till close, but it was still uh it was a good time. Yeah, uh, it was nice, nice little taste of of the before times. <laughs> yeah. Um. Does Sioux Falls go hard for St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, I don't know if they. I mean, it's hard because Brookings is so much smaller that it's hard to even compare the two. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, there was some pretty packed bars, but it, it kind of. I think with Brookings's, it kind of like starts in the morning and just grows and grows all day. Yeah. Whereas Sioux Falls was like explosion of people right away. And then like uh, the day drinkers went home and then like the kids that go out at night, like uh, then came out like it, it uh-huh. seemed to be like a real like peak Valley peak. And then we went <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. And uh, I, the other day, uh, seemed like everything was coming up. Anthony, you got your last waltz criteria, right? Yes. Criterion, yeah, collection. Four, 4K, uh, 4K Blu ray criterion collection. Fantastic. I had lunch at Lamb's. Yep, had lunch at Lamb's. Oh man, I gotta tell you about the, the lunch <laughs> I had today too at Tortilleria <laughs> Hernandez. Yeah, Ooh, buddy, it looked fantastic. Um, it was extremely good. Um, but yeah, then yeah, I also got a promotion at work. Damn, uh, that's, that's a big deal. So that's been, well, I haven't really reaped the benefits of it yet. It's actually been a really stressful uh, week. I started uh-huh. on Monday and today we're recording this on a Friday. So yeah, I um, had a pretty stressful first week, but I mean, you know, not like, oh, I'm in over my head level of mm-hmm. stressful, just kind of like, okay, I got to manage my time differently now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, things are, things are going well. Hey. That's great to hear. Good for you. Congratulations on the promotion. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I hope that uh, I, I turn a corner here. 
um, yeah. and get some of those good vibes down here in Iowa. That's probably it. That's just like slowly wafting yeah. across the border and we'll catch some of those vibes soon. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I got to know Anthony tonight. I know what you had for lunch today. It looks like a diaper filled with uh, meat <laughs> and cheese, but uh, <laughs> what are you drinking this evening? Yeah, I have got here a uh, glass, a nice pour of Four Roses single barrel bourbon uh, that Mm. I purchased from Costco last weekend. Uh, (laughs) Somebody on the Costco subreddit was saying that this is one of the best bourbons in the world. And so I was like, I'll pick one of those up. And I wasn't really feeling anything too. I had a giant burrito for lunch, uh, so Uh I didn't want to get too bloated. So uh, just a little, uh, little pour of whiskey here. Very nice. Uh, I have my Bacardi Limon orange flavored water beverage uh, right now, but then I don't think I've had this one on the podcast before. After I finish that, I'm going to crack open the the big little thing Ooh. IPA. All this right. is a Sierra Nevada Imperial IPA. Um, so kind of the the last in the line of little things uh, <laughs> that I've that I've had. So okay. we'll see how that goes. That's what you're drinking. That's what I'm drinking. Uh, that's how you got promoted. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> okay, this episode is entitled The March. It originally aired January 26th of 2011. It was rated TV 14, and it uh, went on for 43 minutes. Anthony, what does Haven Iron Oak have to say? Yeah. The East Dillon Lions march towards state continues amid Coach Taylor and Principal Burnwell's concerned mm. concerns about impending budget cuts. Tammy gets an opportunity to interview with the admissions department of a prestigious Pennsylvania university. Tim Riggins finds a, a acclimating. Mm, that's a tough one. <laughs> to, to her, the that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> <Very>. <laughs> Tim Riggins finds acclimating to the busy Riggins household difficult uh, following his release on parole. Vince and his mom are worried as Vince's dad seems to be returning to his old ways. Very nice. Very coherent. The only thing that stuck out to me is Principal Burnwell. Uh, I think if you would have offered me $1,000 to come up with Principal Levi's last name, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, that's... I thought Levi was his last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm i assuming we it's, heard it somewhere along the way, line, but I just, Principal Levi or Levi is what they always call him. Yeah, so. it seems weird that they would, everybody in the show would address him, would address him as Levi or Principal Levi. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. I think if even like the teachers in our high school would like call Mr. Randall, Mr. Randall, you know? Yeah. I've, I mean, I know I heard some teachers like say the first names, but not often. No, like even like with my mom, who, you know, who's a teacher. Yeah. Like even now. Yes. I know your mom, a Mrs. Kuypers. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Even when she would talk to us about school stuff, it would be, yeah, Mr. Randall or whatever. So uh, (sighs) I'm just going to check the cast list real quick just to see that uh, he's not just making this up i'm assuming it's not but <laughs> might as well double check the work troy what troy anthony hogan as principal burnwell and then in parentheses as troy hogan so i don't all right all right well yep 
I guess we we're learning something new every episode. It seems. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Um, I'm guessing Movie Dude Two didn't refer to him as Principal Burnwell, but uh, what does Movie Dude Two have to say about it all? That is correct. Um, dang it! I totally I had a line for budget cuts in here, like, and then I lost it because I had to go on the uh, on my theme. So okay, um, I don't think there's anything in here about budget cuts, which is a bummer. Or Principal Burnwell, uh, for that matter. <laughs> Drunk on momentum, the Lions march towards state while Tammy is ready to break out some drinks after getting a job offer in Philadelphia. All the drinks in the world just can't make home feel like home again for Tim Riggins as he adjusts to getting out of jail. Jess must be drunk on something because she thinks she can be a football coach someday. A woman football coach? Soon they'll want the vote. Pa Howard is also just literally drunk. Oh wow! I feel I feel like that's almost like blazing new territory. That's that's like taking movie dude one, but then like going a step further and making it making it your own. Truly chaotic. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, top notch there. I appreciate the courage it takes to uh, to go into uncharted territory like that. <laughs> Thank <So>. you. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, how I don't know I, I don't know how you could work budget cuts in with yeah. With drinks. Because I didn't want to do like, because yeah, I guess we could have said like Coach Taylor is like wanting to drink, but then then you got to negate the Tammy. You got to figure out something for Tammy. Yeah. Uh, that's because it can't be both two people like, oh, uh, <laughs> breaking out the drinks. You know, you got to mix yeah. it up. You got to have different. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, let's get into it. This episode starts out at a welcome home party for Tim. Lots of drinks going on. A uh, lot of people there, but Tim seems pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, he just, yeah, can't seem to, yeah, feel normal, I guess, and to, you know, it just doesn't, something, yeah, it's clearly off with him. He, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because he goes up to Becky and asks her, how Luke feels about him working or how Luke feels about her working at the landing strip. Uh, Becky is like, yeah, he's cool with it. Like I'm not stripping. I'm just serving. Yeah. Uh, Tim kind of like pushes it even a little beyond that. And she's, she's looking pretty frazzled. Yeah. And just gets out of there. Okay. Tim says there's better money than stripping Becky. But my question is, but really, is there really better money for Becky out there? Wow, I was getting. Are you saying for anyone or just for Becky specifically? For, because that's for Becky. I'm. I mean, like for a like uh, right now. Se- oh, what right is she? Now Seventeen year old yeah. girl. You know, like uh, she. We saw her like pull pulling well, the tips out, and she's making like a couple hundred dollars, like just you know on tips alone right. so. by serving, not stripping. She's, yeah, not stripping. I just not, want to clarify that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just using Tim's words, but right, yes, she's right. not actually <laughs> Because that think- would be illegal. And yes, there could be better uh, <laughs> better gigs for her. <laughs> no, no. Some that involve not breaking the law. Hey, no, not yes. what I'm saying. Not what I'm saying. Uh no, but I gotta think that I doubt I can't think of a oh, yeah. high school after school job that would pay better than no. a bunch of creepy dudes, uh old dudes paying her money. Dude, uh, I mean, 
I, you know, I mean, we've, we've talked a bit about my, my summer that I spent no Kaboji. Now, granted, I wasn't a 17 year old girl. I probably would have made more money right. if I were a 17 year old girl, but like, that was the easiest money I've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I imagine you throw in, you know, a level of horniness, uh, <laughs> that comes with stripping and yeah. Drunken horniness. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what your little slip up there saying something like of him working at the ladies' mm-hmm. strip, referring to Tim, makes me think that uh, Tim could probably make pretty good money doing a ladies' night at the oh, yeah. uh, at the landing strip. You Absolutely, know? if it if it was just Tim Riggins' night, you know, <laughs> I gotta think that would that would uh, bring bring the bring the people in for yeah. sure. Yeah, something, I think something for Tim to consider. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be really good for him, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh yeah well I don't remember what happens in the finale so maybe that'll maybe that'll happen <laughs> yeah Tim's not happy about Becky's uh, uh job situation uh we see next that the we just like basically see that the Panthers won their first round of playoffs we don't really yep. see any of the game they won thirty eight to six I believe the scoreboard says yep. coach seems really happy with their performance um. And they've they have a whiteboard with like how many games until state, and so they erase the four and write up the three three games till state. Yep. Buddy, Buddy Junior, get up here! I want you to. He can still serve a purpose. <laughs> uh, Principal Levi, or whatever his last name is, <laughs> uh, calls a faculty meeting, lets them know that budget cuts. Are are gonna force them to fire some people next semester? Oh, everybody get in here! <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. No, I, I I loved it because hey, thanks for coming in early. Anybody need a donut? <laughs> What's this about, Eli? Uh, some of you won't have a job next semester. Jeez, <laughs> I texted you this. But I was out at Brookings the night after we last we recorded the last episode, uh-huh. and I ran into uh, this couple that I used to hang out with like ten years ago, like when I first moved to Brookings, uh-huh. and we were kind of catching up. And like I was in a conversation with them, and I had to be like, "I don't have COVID. My voice is just <laughs> fucked." <laughs> That's like a combination of Levi and Tim Robinson. <laughs> I yeah we were doing that so much I literally like I had to I had to rest my voice for a couple of days uh just not say anything because even yeah two or three days later I was uh, still grabbing it but, so we got we, we'll be we'll be sparing with the principal leave my voice this episode I appreciate you being willing to suffer for your art though uh, what can I say I, that's, really that's admirable the the distance I'm willing to go for yeah. this for this podcast uh so just to draw out the actual point of all that uh he does announce to this the teachers that like major budget cuts are going to be happening and so everybody's kind of on high alert for trimming the budget as much as they can but even even so people are going to lose their jobs yeah i've got a lot of questions about (laughs) all of this um but we'll save it till the end because of what also yeah happens at the end so okay yeah. Uh, conveniently, immediately after Tammy gets out of the meeting about budget cuts and people losing their jobs, she gets a phone call with a job offer based, or an interview, an offer to come out for an interview for a new job. So yeah. that was I thought, miraculous timing. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to be epic on the other end of the line. Oh. Um, 
because I, but I don't think we're going to see Epic anymore, uh, which is a really bad ending to that storyline. It's like, they were like, what should we have Tammy do this season? Oh, what if we have her help a troubled youth? And then they're like, ah, crap, there's only four episodes left. We gotta, we gotta ditch the kid. We gotta ditch Tammy's, uh, and it basically, and it didn't, it basically end with like, yeah, Epic was lying about being mistreated. See ya. Like, yeah. Some people are just uh yeah they they definitely punted on that whole thing (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) but at least they just didn't get rid of her without saying anything like they did with waverly yeah or santiago Uh, or santiago (laughs) yeah uh yes so tammy next we see tammy telling coach about it at the taylor household uh she says it's like an ivy league college but not ivy um it seems like she is kind of trying to like not show that she's super excited. She's trying to downplay it a little, but mm. uh, I think she's yeah pretty pumped about it. Yep. Uh, as they're having this conversation, they hear a distant chant. Mm-hmm. State, 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 <laughs> state. Uh, they walk outside and see the team running some like whatever drills what do you call those like i don't know they were just like running in place running places they? like didn't they did they drop down <laughs> maybe they did two? yeah probably uh, oh yeah they're like break it down for yeah. mrs coach or yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so they're out going for a run together they tell coach that they're building stamina for state <clears throat> so uh i thought it was kind of weird but i know we're supposed to be a little inspired and heartwarmed yeah. by by that little scene yeah <clears throat> i think i think well also i think how it that it vibed weird is because coach taylor's like get the hell out of here <laughs> get off my lawn <laughs> messing up the grass <clears throat> but you know i i feel like the writers had to stay true to coach taylor and that's 100 percent what coach taylor would yeah. how he would react Yeah, because he kind of <laughs> gave a goofy smile as yeah. they ran off too yep uh, next, we see Vince coming home, presumably from his run with the team, and Mr. Redenbacher and Ma Howard are arguing uh, in the house about uh, Pa having a, having beer in the house. He's had yep. a hard day's work at the slaughterhouse. Nine hours, I believe, is what he said. And uh, he just wants to come home and have a hot shower and a cold beer. <clears throat> yep, uh, which is reasonable unless you're dating an addict uh, or married to one. Probably not okay. Nope. Uh, I agree. In most cases, I think that'd be perfectly reasonable, but uh, a pretty awful thing to do and to be so obstinate about uh, considering their circumstances. So uh, he, Vince gets after him, uh, Basically makes him take it outside. Pa sits outside grumpily on the bench and drinks his beer. Uh, Ma Howard seems pretty broken up about it. Pretty hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Tim is adjusting the life on the outside, working at Buddy's. Yeah. Uh, looking straight out of Roadhouse, wiping down the bar. <laughs> uh, yep. Talking to, to Buddy. We kind of get a audio from the background and a TV in the background that's pretty clearly talking about Smash Williams uh, having a, apparently a successful run at Texas A&M. Yep. 
I had to look it up. I I couldn't remember who the Aggies were, but <clears throat> uh, I, I don't know if I was reading too much into it, but I felt like the look on Tim's face was a little bit of like regret and wondering like, could that have been me? Yep. You know, type thing. But yeah, it's really, I think this whole episode, he's kind of self-reflecting, but also like miserable about it. So he wants to make everybody else miserable about it. Yeah. Uh, we see the coaches in the coach's office trying to figure out how to cut the budget. <clears throat> They're just going at each other. I don't know. Uh, coach tells them to stop. Maybe if you stop bickering, you'll actually get something done. Uh, in the midst of all this, Jess comes in and she hands coach a scouting report for Preston, uh, who she says, they, yeah, their, their coach says, we don't even play them, but she says, but you might in the quarterfinals. So apparently Jess like went on her own to the Preston game and video recorded it and took notes and came, brought her own scouting report to coach. <laughs> yes. Uh, something I thought, did coach say something like that's illegal or that's against yeah. the rules or something? How is that against the rules? I'm pretty sure scouting other teams is very I, normal. I was wondering that too, maybe in high school, but like, why would it be illegal? I feel like you can right. obtain the taste of other games. And, and you can like, why couldn't you will, just, yeah. In the situation, if they're in the playoffs, they could have played them during the regular season. They would have game tape of their own team playing them. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, there, I, there must be something, I don't know, but it, even if there is something real, it seems stupid. Uh, this seems like something that maybe, uh, oh, who who usually knows about all this stuff on Twitter? Crank Chop or Tiger Dave or somebody probably was like, well, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hit so, us up with uh, with what what's going on with that potentially being illegal. Uh, we could maybe check in with Miles Kuyper, who is right yeah, there in the know. midst of it. but. <clears throat> Um, okay, but coach is not very happy, like we're saying. He's like, this is technically illegal. Um, Jess says, like, well, I want to be a coach someday. And she asks if she can shadow Coach Taylor. And then <laughs> Coach Crowley pipes in and says, you'll never be a football coach. <laughs> um, so, a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. Angie, like, got really upset. Uh, during that she's like what an asshole and I was like I mean he's probably not wrong like I'm not saying it's right it's just yeah. he's probably not wrong <laughs> I I think if he would have simply re- reworded it as that's going to be a real hard road you know like that would yeah. have been fine and realistic but I think to say you'll never do it is a different thing is is more dickish that's true so, that's true but yes he's I mean a big, big uphill, uphill battle. Yes. Next, uh, Luke and Becky, we get a, a quick scene. Luke and Becky are making out apparently at the Riggins is and Tim comes home, walks in on it, says, don't stop for me. Um, it's really awkward. There's just kind of perpetually like some sexual tension between Becky and Tim. Yeah. I don't know if it's like both ways or Becky towards Tim or what? I think I think Tim has more of like an older brother, yes, like thing for Becky. But Becky has more of a like hopelessly, yeah. yeah, yeah, a crush, yeah. So it's weird. Um, but <laughs> Tim says he's gonna go take a shower, and uh, as he leaves, he tells Luke, "Use protection this time, friend." 
Uh, whew, that's savage. Yeah. That's extremely savage considering the, the history there. Uh, next is a playoff game. And basically all we see of the game is Luke getting a pick six and the lions winning. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Afterwards, there's a big party at buddies. Luke, uh, gets the game ball yep. and coach and Levi sit at the bar and talk about the budget cuts. Hey, that's principal Burnwell to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to forget that in the same way that you forget Hastings <laughs> Ruckel and Ornette every time. Um, yeah, they talk about the budget cuts and coach says, Hey, do you have my back? And principal Burnwell uh, answers <laughs> back. <you. laughs> uh, yeah, I've always got your, I've always got your back. <laughs> uh, they, he, Coach Taylor like brings up how like football brings in money and Levi says that it's revenue neutral. Which seems even, even not if, accurate, not accurate, and even if it is revenue neutral, why would it be on the chopping block? If yeah. it's if you're not if losing not any losing, money, why yeah. would you chop it? It seems like a good thing for the school to have if it's not costing you money. Yes. So, I didn't understand that, but not a numbers guy, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> that, that makes two of us. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, uh, Tammy back at home tells coach that she's going to go ahead and do the interview in Philadelphia. Also, it's on the same days, same day as the semifinals coach looks pretty disappointed in this, um, but eventually agrees to, I guess I shouldn't say allow her to, because he's not allowing her to, but he yeah. understands. He eventually understands or, is, Somewhat he, yeah. he acquiesces. He, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say about this? <sighs> nope, lost it. Uh, next is practice. Uh, we don't see much of practice except that coach or Jess brings coach an article on like the first high school foot female, first female high school football coach. Yep. Um, coach kind of looks at it and says, you know what you are? You're a pest. Uh, so again, not terribly impressed, but at the same time that maybe feels, I think Jess has a little smile after this where she feels yeah. like kind of indicates like, oh, I'm getting to him a little bit here. Yep. <clears throat> Billy is telling Tim about the budget cuts back at home. Tim does not care. <laughs> <laughs> no, he straight up tells him that. <laughs> I get it, Billy. Yep. Billy uh, Billy invites Tim to come to the game on the bus. That they'll have enough room for him. Tim is also not interested in that. No, he's um, got to work. In, and uh, Billy says, well, buddy, will let you off. And Tim says, I don't want to be let off work. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> this conversation uh, comes to a quick close as the team is now on Billy Riggins' lawn. <laughs> Yes, and they do a extremely culturally insensitive war chant. <laughs> I just edited that was the, also the episode that I just edited where we uh not about a, a fifty not only on that. yeah not only do does Billy uh I mean not only is it culturally insensitive <laughs> but somebody broke their leg doing this the last time that we saw this happen. Billy's got a. <laughs> Not oh, do that. Oh, that's right. That's right. 
That's a, that should have that should have been cut off. Yeah, they should have abandoned that, that right then and there. <laughs> if Coach Taylor would have seen them doing that on Billy's <laughs> on, oh my gosh. Uh yeah, I forgot about that. Culturally insensitive and straight up dangerous. Yes. Uh Haka. Uh that that's uh, as they do that, it kind of like cuts quick to them doing that before the next playoff game. They're in the tunnel before they run out and they run out on the field and the opposing team's crowd is like yelling at them and throwing popcorn and yeah. crap on them and stuff. But it looks like uh uh like a late nineties WCW ring when the dub, <laughs> like when the NWO like won the main event or something oh, yeah. and then people would just throw <laughs> in stuff in there. Yeah. There's a great gif of uh Scott Hall that I saw after he passed. That was uh it's this it's him standing like he's talking in the ring and a full cup of soda just <laughs> hits him and he just no sells it. Like he just literally just <laughs> slicks back right. his hair over time. It's, <laughs> I, I've been, I'm uh, perpetually kind of amazed by that. Like how people be chucking stuff in the ring and they never acknowledge any. No, of it. they just, the only keep time, going. the first time when, when like the bash, of the beach 96, when Hulk Hogan, like formed the NWO, yeah, like mean gene, I just watched it. Cause there's a new series on Peacock called like WWE evil or something like that. It's just mm-hmm. all about like the best heels of all time. Yep. And there's uh yeah point that Mean Gene is like look at all this trash in the ring but that's the only time I've ever seen it acknowledged. I man yeah you had to really like you know people disrespect the art of professional wrestling but you got to like oh my really be able to pull together cuz not only were people throwing trash in the ring that was like the height of the laser pointer era. Oh, yes. like constantly <laughs> especially if the lights are a little down like yeah. every re- every person like talking doing a promo in the ring has like six laser pointers <laughs> pointed at them <laughs> uh yeah it's pretty impressive so after the game panthers win uh vince and ma howard are out eating vince is really excited about the game ma howard's talking about how you know she wasn't able to be there but from now on she's going to be at all of his games from here on out uh she's got it approved by her boss my question is i thought doesn't she work at a gardening center yes why does she need to be taking the night shift at a gardening center why is there even a night shift at a gardening center it's they're growing weed uh, in the back as a it's a money laundering business yikes that cannot that be is the good nature. for her addiction issues <laughs> true yeah it's very questionable it's real moral, is the least of her concerns <laughs> at this point uh, but as they're talking Paul Howard comes uh, he shows up he is drunk yeah um, he's just got erratic gifts. yeah he's got gifts for Ma and Vince but they don't want any of it he, you know, Ma kind of says something to him about it. He really flies off the handle at her. Vince gets between them. Looks like there's going to be a little dust up here. Uh, in the process, looks like Pa dropped some drugs on the ground. Yes. It's a, it's uh, apparent that he's dealing again at this point, which is how, what was he giving them? Like leather jackets or what was that? Yeah. Yeah. I think he was giving Vince a leather jacket. Cool. Uh, (laughs) Vince runs him off. He leaves real mad. Ma's real broken up. 
it's kind of a real kind of heartbreaking scene there. I mean, we knew it was coming, right? We knew that yeah. this stuff with Pow Paw Pow Howard was never gonna <laughs> was never gonna last. The good times arguably were never there, but they sure were never gonna last if they were. So uh yeah, that's it for that scene. Coach is giving Tammy a ride to the airport the next day. Uh, they kind of have an argument about Tammy leaving uh, during the playoffs. Kind of have a little back and forth, but they they make up pretty quickly. Yeah, kind of. There's tension. There's tension. There is. There's tension, but they kind of, but they, I think they de-escalate. Yeah. The, yeah, the how tense the conversation was. Getting. It could have gotten ugly, but yeah, they do kind of divert a little bit. Coach asks, who's going to cook dinner for me while you're gone? Gracie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's got to be some sort of dig there at Gracie, uh, some sort of conspiracy <laughs> theory. But I didn't come up with it, but yeah, uh, listeners can fill in the blank. <laughs> something, something, alien food. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, next we see, oh, I do want to, uh, there was just a quick, 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 like less than a minute scene of they're in the locker room. We see the whiteboard. They erase the two. They write one game till state on there so that was in there but it literally was like 20 seconds uh but next we're back in the locker room coach goes and talks to jess about the the female coach he can't really remember her name but (laughs) he talks to her about it and he kind of says like hey listen there's fourteen thousand high school football coaches out there and this is one woman out of fourteen thousand. he says you know this is this is a man's game men play it Fierce men, angry men. Uh, But then when you think he's going to kind of shut it down, he basically tells her. I don't remember exactly what he said. He talks about shadows because she wants to shadow him. Now, shadows, they, you know, you don't even know they're there. You know, they they follow you everywhere. You don't even know they're there. And he kind of, yeah, does. He does like three three or four metaphors and kind of clarifies. And then he's like, all right, well. Welcome aboard. Yep. Yep. Uh, next, we see Tim and Billy hanging out at the landing strip. Yeah, they're um, right away, you know, enjoying themselves, having a couple of beers. But uh, <clears throat> Tim eventually kind of scolds Billy for allowing Becky to work there. He kind of like makes comedies like your son's getting, you know, like fed backstage by, you know, five strippers or whatever. Yeah. Your um, your wife's work in the room, and you're yeah. seven beers deep at this point. Yeah, <laughs> Bill's uh, like, yeah, you don't hear me complaining. <laughs> Tim sees uh, some dude macking on Becky, so yeah. he goes over and says something to her. Kind of like gets really protective of her. Yeah. Becky's kind of defending the guy. She's like, "Oh, Tim, this is so and so. He's one of my best customers." Mm-hmm. Um, but Tim. You know, the you know, the guy doesn't back down and neither does Tim. Yeah. So uh they start, you know, throwing some punches. Uh Tim gets escorted out, and as he and Billy are leaving, uh those two get into a fight uh outside. Yep. Um Billy kind of, you know, says to Tim, like, you know, when are you gonna forgive me for all of this? Yeah. And how long are you gonna, long are you gonna hold this over my head? Yep. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's just kind of a, a bummer of a scene. Pretty hate to compliment Billy, but pretty solid performance. <laughs> it was pretty good. 
Um, yeah, Tim gets in his truck and, and leaves. Uh, yeah. Tim says when when uh, Billy asks him, you know, how long are you hold her, hold this over my head. Tim says, uh, for the rest of my life, if it needs to be, <laughs> which, you know, fair, I mm-hmm. guess, um, pretty big deal. Uh, ooh, this next scene is a little rough. Um, Pa Howard tries to go home. He yeah. is locked out. They, Vince and Ma Howard have changed the locks on the house and Pa is enraged by this. Yeah. Tries, to, tries to kick in the door. Yeah. Ma Howard, she specifies that she was the one who, whose idea was to change the locks. Um, yeah. He starts kicking in the door. He does get the, the bolt kicked yeah. in, but they've got the uh, little safety chain safety chain uh, still attached and, Finally, Vince is like, dude, you got to leave. <laughs> uh, yeah, the cops are on their way. At this yeah. Point. Yeah. You, Ma Howard is calling the police and yeah, it's not, uh, not a very good look for, for old Ornette. <laughs> no. Uh, old Orville is, uh, says he better not sleep because I'm not going anywhere, which is a pretty, pretty, pretty scary threat. Yeah. Extremely scary threat. Next we see Becky talking to Tim. Uh, she's upset with him. She's like standing on the street. Tim's in his pickup. Um, says, you know, I really needed that job and you humiliated me. Um, you won't even talk or look at me anymore. And as this is going down, as Becky's kind of, you know, pleading with Tim through his pickup window, Luke drives by and sees them talking and is upset. This was a real, like, weird scene that he like he just happens to be going down that street just kind of stops (laughs) and looks at them for a little while and drives off it was very weird it was weird because it was like becky didn't notice that his pickup was part was like had stopped in the street like (laughs) 10 feet from her yeah and then she notices as he drives off so i mean we can maybe assume that luke was like coming over it must they must have been outside the Rigginses and he was coming over to see Becky. I guess and then it, they're talking out this, on the drive. I don't know. This whole <laughs> this whole scene really reeked of like uh Julie seeing Matt kissing girls everywhere she went. Yes. Like yeah yeah for sure. It's a little fe- too coincidental. <laughs> kind of uh this is an episode for that because it's kind of like Tammy getting a call about the college job immediately right. after the budget cut meetings. So yes. and we know it wasn't even just like a in that case it wasn't just like a a scene cut to later that day because like the doe-eyed <laughs> teacher is in the office like, still talking, talking about, about it. it. Yeah. And the phone rings. So um yeah. So Luke is not happy. Um but Tim says I, you know, he's like, I got to go. There's not room for me here. I got to get out of here. Um, so we, we, yeah, Tim is going to take off. He's moving out. Levi calls coach yeah, and tells him that the football program is getting cut. They're going to combine next year with uh, regular Dylan. Uh, so they'll they'd be two separate schools and one football team, which, uh, just from what we've seen over the last four years, seems like, <laughs> I mean, they're they've got 
one team that's like perpetually good and one team that is literally in the semifinals right now, like right. to cut that down into one team is going to be tough. There's a lot of talent. <laughs> There's a lot of talent. I think you're pretty much guaranteeing that you're going to like win state next year. If you combine West, yeah, East, even that, though, yeah. even though West Dillon is not what it uh, was previously, because apparently uh, JD McCoy left for greener pastures and <laughs> took Wade Aikman with him. So, um, but th- uh, he does say that they have not decided which, program would absorb the other like which one is going to get cut? yeah if it's going to be either either west dylan is going to get cut and they'll join east dylan or east dylan is going to get cut and they'll join west dylan so yeah. stakes are pretty high right now yeah. uh the lions we see them leaving to go to their game um which is against arnett mead what are we at semifinals now they got to win this one to go yep. state yep um we find yeah, out arnett mead, the only team that's beat them all season that's right yep uh, Ma Howard ends up uh, not being able to go to the game. She has to go to a support meeting, um, yep. AA or NA or something. Uh, the team loads up the bus, heads out. Um, it was did is this the scene where we got a little uh, like interview with Coach, like yep. there were reporters asking him like, you know, are you worried about getting cut or something? And Coach is like, well, they can't really eliminate a state champion team, can they? So. Kind of paints the picture that not only are the stakes high for the the Lions anyway, uh, but also maybe the the future of East Dillon football hangs in the balance of whether they go all the way or not. Mm-hmm. Yep, Coach gives a little interview. There is a little conversation where Becky apologizes to Luke oh. um, as Luke is getting on the bus um, about the other night. She's like, it wasn't what it looked like, and Luke kind of blows her off. Oh, I miss that, um, yeah. And then, yeah, Ma Howard telling Vince that she's not going to make it. Because, yeah, Vince is like, oh, we got room for you on the bus. Like, just jump on the bus with us. And she's like, no, no, I can't go. So, yeah. All right. We're at Braymore College now. This is where Tammy is being interviewed for her not quite Ivy League, but kind of like Ivy League school. Um, This acquaintance that she had met at that conference way back in the day uh, is in the one that, you know, I'm sure recommended her for the job. Uh, she's prepping Tammy to meet with the board and the Dean. Uh, is it of admit? Yeah. Admissions. That's where yep. she's trying to get into uh, the Dean of admissions. And she is kind of warning Tammy that he's kind of a, a jackwad uh, humorless. I believe is a word that she uses, but the dude's a jerk. Um, and we definitely see that in the next scene. Uh, Tammy's making a case for, you know, loosening their admittance guidelines saying you guys aren't actually getting the best, uh, students here because of, you know, the guidelines that you've set and you put a lot of weight in SAT scores and the Dean of admissions is just kind of indignant about all of this. Yeah. Yeah. He's a real dick. She at one point is like, well, if you look at what the Ivy leagues like are doing and she's like, I, and the guy is like, I don't care what the Ivy league is doing. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, He asks why she went from being the guidance counselor to the principal and then back to the guidance counselor again. Mm -hmm. And we don't see how she answers that question, but I feel like that's a, that's a fair question to ask. I think that's definitely (laughs) a a reasonable question. 
And next, Tim is leaving the Riggins house, packing up, and Mandy is just begging him not to go. Yeah, she's pretty bummed. She's in tears. Gotta say, hate to hate to once again. Uh, no. Hate to compliment Mindy and and Billy, but she's she's putting on probably the performance of of the series for herself. I will not acknowledge episode. it. I, I acknowledge <laughs> Billy did a great job. Uh, just I, no, not gonna acknowledge wow. it for for me. Sounds like you have a problem with women. Uh, but Mindy Collette did a great job here. Uh, <laughs> it's a very lovely performance. What's her real name? Stacy Oristano. Stacy Oristano is just majestic. In this Come on scene. the show. <laughs> Come on the show. But don't, because you would be super corny. And <laughs> yeah. Produced. We don't want this sounding like an Andy and Tasha in the morning. All right. We, <laughs> oh, the oh, fans like the sloppiness. <laughs> We're beefing hard. Yeah. <clears throat> but Tim says, you know, he's got to go there. There's no two ways about it. So. Yep. Mindy on uh, right before Tim leaves, Mindy says, you're different, Tim. And Tim says, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't completely understand what she was saying in there. I think like, she what did she mean like- by that? You're acting different than how you used to. I think oh, that's, that, that's what she. Yeah. I thought she was basically implying that he was better than Billy somehow. Like mm. you're different. You're mm. you're you're not like a regular Riggins. Like, but right. that makes more sense. You've changed. Yeah, you've changed. Is essentially what you're saying. You were thinking of the two chains. Uh, <laughs> I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. That is also in the episode that I episode, uh, that I edited today. That <laughs> same that I've same song. We've been referencing <laughs> "I'm Different" by Two Chains apparently. Lately. Yes, it might. I cut I was, some two as I was, stuff, but yeah. as I was saying it, I was like, "Have I done this before on the you show?" Sure <laughs> I didn't think it was that recent. I thought maybe it was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I believe that was five oh eight. Game time. Lions are down in this one. 13 to 9 to Ardnet Mead. Time's winding down. Less than two minutes to go. Lions have it on the 10 yard line. So they've got to go the length of the field. Um, they go to a no huddle offense. They're driving. Clock is ticking. Uh, and then we get down to about 15 seconds left. And that's where the drama really takes off. Yeah. Uh, they're, you know, they're tearing down the field. They get, uh, uh, pretty good play in in that 15 second window where I don't remember who it's a pass and it Ruckle. goes Ruckle. Yeah, Hastings Ruckle. He goes out of bounds at like what like three or four okay. yard line. This is a discrepancy because I watched it and I was like, okay, it looks like it looks like he's about like three or four yard line. And then they showed the the scoreboard to update us on like how much time was left. And it said ball on the 12. I was like, oh, okay, I must have saw that wrong. But then this next play uh, definitely shows that they were not on the 12-yard line. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that was just a lazy person running the scoreboard. We've got them all <laughs> in every town. Uh, <laughs> that's all that was. Yeah. Um, but so there's... Probably two- said the 12-yard line the whole game. They, <laughs> they weren't up in that. Well, they didn't because it updated at the end of the game. Uh so I can, I will, it, it was the two yard line is what the, okay. the scoreboard finally said. But there's, uh, so two yards to go, two seconds to go. They call 26 power glide, which is apparently a quarterback draw play. 
And so Vince is running. He goes to like hurdle the line and jumps <laughs> yeah, and gets up denied. and like gets stopped. But then like I thought that was back. it. I was I was yeah. like, oh, it's, oh, oh, that's the end of the game. They're not going to make it to yeah. state. And then but but Vince lands on his feet somehow. Yeah, and just tries again and uh, makes it through. So they score a touchdown. They win. They're going to state. They show the scoreboard here. Zeros on the time. Uh, what would they be? 15 to 13. 15 to 13. And it says uh, ball on the two. So mm. I would assume, well, maybe that's for the extra point, which they don't have to do anyway. All right. Yeah. Don't lazy know. score, lazy scoreboard person one way or another. It definitely the, wasn't the 12 yard line. Yes. It was a lazy, uh, it was it like kind of like how little league games, uh, little league baseball and softball games back in the day at the plat diamond were just run by random kids. Yeah. wanted to, the scoreboard was run by random kids that wanted to do it. Yep. Like I did little that a brothers times. and sisters yeah. of people who were playing. Yeah, I ended up in the the scoreboard uh, box a few times, more yeah. than a few times. It was a good time. I always yeah. liked running the scoreboard. I did too. Uh, next, we see Tim at Becky's house, like Becky's old house. Um, yep, breaking into the camper that he used to live in. He does crack a beer here, so we get a yep another beer. I know there's been more earlier, but there has been. He sees somebody in the house. I thought that Becky's stepmom. Yeah, what's going on with this uh, the silhouette in the wind? Is it supposed to be Becky's mom? Is that the implication? Maybe. Or is, did somebody else move into the house and he's like looking at them or what? Yeah, because I thought like, oh, Becky's mom must be back. But if Becky's mom is back, like I feel like Becky would maybe move back home if it was yeah. her mom. But they moved to like freaking Alaska, like her stepmom and dad yeah. moved to Alaska, right? Yeah. So somebody just renting the house. I don't know. But then why are they showing the silhouette? Yeah. Why would they make a point to? Yeah. Because I kind of thought like, oh, is Tim going to go bang Becky's mom or something? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who that was. But uh, Tim turns on the radio in the camper. He basically has to like break open the camper. Um, But he turns on the radio and he hears through the static that the Lions are headed to state. So he's aware. Next. Uh. Tammy is at dinner with the acquaintance who hooked her up with the job. And I don't know who joined them, like the president of the college or like the guy who makes the decision. Yeah. Yeah. He comes in and uh, he can't stay very long, but um, he tells Tammy that they are not offering her the assistant Dean of admissions position. And Tammy immediately starts like, oh, yeah, it's That's okay. I totally yep. understand. Like, no big deal. I, you know, this is just. I was probably underqualified. Yeah. And then he kind of interrupts her and says, because we're offering you dean of admissions and kind of like lays in the like paperwork down on like the offer, I assume, mm-hmm. down on the table and says, you know, while Tammy's speechless and she says, I don't know what to say. And he says like, well, tell you what you should do. You should go home and talk to your husband about it. And hopefully you let me know. Um, so I take it to mean, oh yeah, they're like firing the jerk guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she says, what about Dean so-and-so? And they're like, oh, don't worry about him. <laughs> yeah. I think he says something like, we want people like you working for mm-hmm. us or working at the college or whatever. So yeah. Okay. Bus ride home. They have a freaking whiteboard yes. on the bus. <laughs> I, I, uh, where are my notes on this? Yeah. 
On the bus back home, the team has apparently brought the massive whiteboard along <laughs> just so they can say zero games left to state on the way home. <laughs> this thing is like it's huge, it's like a full size five whiteboard. feet by three feet or something like that. It is huge. <laughs> it's not like there'd be any other reason to have there's, it on there. And there's no other place to put like there's no place for them to comfortably did, put that on the why bus. Why did they pack their own whiteboard? <laughs> Every locker room has a whiteboard. Why wouldn't you just bring a mini whiteboard if you want to do the bit that bad? <laughs> this thing is huge. It's got to be five feet by two or three feet. It's got to be like a driving hazard for the bus driver because I assume <laughs> he can't see anything that's no, behind him. This is one of the most ridiculous visuals in this entire series. They were just forcing stuff on this episode. <laughs> like, hard. I don't know. Weird. Uh, but I mean, yeah. the exact, like, I paused it and was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, to Angie, I was like, I, they brought the fucking whiteboard on the bus? <laughs> yeah the the only reason that they ever would have even brought it along in the first place is to do the bit right like yeah and so they well, just what if they did along do, what if they lost that game <laughs> they just, they just got the whiteboard. whiteboard taking up space everybody's pissed off everybody's sad looking at the like two games to state or whatever, one game to stay yeah and then it has to say like 14 games to stay or whatever <laughs> <laughs> they gotta start over Buddy Junior, come on up here. <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> yeah, bad. Weird. Weird. Uh, but they have the whiteboard. They erase the game still, and it just says state. Then, yep. so everybody cheers. They're excited. Uh, they're pulling into Dylan. Luke says, "Coach, we passed the turn for the field house." And coach says, we're not going to the field house. And they pull up and there's a big crowd of Lions fans cheering them on. Yep. Yep. They basically, the whole town is there celebrating. Um, we see kind of a couple of reunions. The only one that I really took note of is Ma Howard and Vince yep. embrace. Yep. They hug. He's the hero. I, the other thing I noted was that, um, so like Vince is like looking around for his mom and he mm -hmm. sees her and they hug. And then we see coach at the end looking around, presumably for Tammy, but he doesn't find her. And then roll credits at that point. There was a music cue here that yes. I got. Uh, nice. Did you, did you also get it though? I, yeah, I shazammed it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The champion angel by the low anthem. Yes. Which then, uh, caused me to listen to the gaslight anthem later today, which right. was a nice, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's it. Roll credits. End of the episode. We'll be right back with our awards for the week. We're back. We're going to start with Coach Taylor inspiring as we always do. Anthony, how inspiring was Coach this week? You know, coach was good. I think this, there was just so much going on in this episode. It's, it's literally like they were like, Oh, we're two episodes away from the series finale. We got to really blow through some football games. <laughs> so we don't really get to see coach be inspirational. Um, him kind of, having a change of heart about letting Jess shadow him is nice. Yeah. Um, you know, he has a few moments of like, Hey, we're going to state, Hey, yeah. the, the whiteboard and stuff, 
which is cool. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like a maybe a, a five. Yeah. They're all like like basically like one or two sentence inspirational speeches. Mm-hmm. That's all they have time for in this yeah. episode. So I think a five is fair. Like, yeah, it was inspirational, but not like memorably so. Yeah. Julie Taylor Hatometer, we had zero Julie. Yep. Zero. Not Julie. even a mention of Julie. No. The way we like it, folks. <laughs> Amen, brother. Uh, Big Rig Beer Tally, we, it's back. We had a full sixer. This oh episode. my gosh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm dead serious. How did that, I mean, can you give us so, the rundown here? Yeah, let me, almost every t- scene that Tim is in, except for when he's bartending. So, <laughs> except uh, in at, the bar, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, at home. the welcome home party. Yep. Uh, Tim. Um, oh, no, that's when he's with Buddy uh, at the at Buddy's. Uh, he ha- cracks a beer when he f- catches Luke and Becky. Two. Yep. He's bringing in like a 12 fact. I think he's already got uh, one uh, yep. cracked. Uh, he's drinking a beer watching like NASCAR when Billy's telling him about the budget cuts. <laughs> I get it, Billy. All right, three. Uh, Tim and Billy at the landing strip. That's four. Nice. Billy was on beer seven at that point. And so technically it is only big rig. So we could maybe count Billy's seven, but we won't. Yep. I believe number five is when Mindy is begging Tim not to go. I think he's Mm -hmm. got a beer either cracked or he's like carrying a 12 pack and like pulls one out. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Uh, For the road as one does. And then. Number six is back at his old camper. Yeah. He cracks that open and it's like overflowing. Yeah. It's fizzing. I noticed that one. Well, good eyes. I had only counted two. So way to go. You've you're on top of it as you always are. And Tim, great. Even with some, even with some time off, I, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you're ready. My old instincts kick in. The Alamo freeze presents the Matt Saracen, Oshucks, goofus, malufus moment of the week. Uh, who is particularly goofus, malufus? <laughs> uh, the only thing that's coming to mind is uh, Luke pulling up and seeing Becky and <laughs> kind of just staring for a while and then driving off. I don't know oh, if it was sure. goofus, <laughs> I don't know if it was goofus, malufus, but it was just very like it was Matt Saracen ish. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, we'll go with that. The Donnie Buddy Garrity sleaze ball move of the week. Buddy wasn't sleazy. Don't get a lot of Buddy at all in this. No, he's episode. just at his bar is pretty much the only time. Yeah. So when the maybe after him, party and then yeah, yeah maybe him uh, watching Smash Smash Williams play college football and look on in amazement that co- that Smash could succeed. Oh. That's a pretty scumbag. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's that's a reach. <laughs> yeah. Um, if Buddy's in it, do we do we have to give it to Buddy or no? We don't have to. to. It can be, it can go to somebody else. It's it's, it's in namesake only, but almost always is uh, <laughs> is almost always held by oh, Buddy. It's uh, it's Pa Howard refusing to mm. drink his beer outside and then yep. knocking down. The I think almost every moment that Pa Howard is in this episode is. Yeah, absolutely. Any Joe McCoy stud of suds smug scumbag move of the week? There's like a fine difference here, but I think we understand the difference. There is, yes. Buddy Gary, I agree. Ball and the Joe McCoy scumbag. scumbag. Yeah, smug scumbag. Yes. Um. Maybe the the dean. Oh, he was so he was so smug. Yeah. And yeah, that's perfect. 
Dean of Braymore. Yeah, he was just like indignant that Tammy would even question the SAT. Yeah. Notable music cues. I know we had you a note or two of some, yeah. but I don't know Champion, anything was terribly notable. But Champion Angel by the Low Anthem, and there was one more that played during when Tim and Billy get into the fight. But Shazam would not pick it up. Okay. I tried twice. I'll see if there's anything on the uh, IMDb. Dead Man's Will by Iron and Wine. It may have been that. Mm. Um, because it did sound kind of like Iron and Wine. Yeah. Um, oh, Calexico and Iron and Wine. Boy. Uh, there was also apparently a Spirit in the Sky playing at some point, which I do not remember. I feel like I would recognize Spirit in the Sky. We would notice Spirit in the Sky. Yeah. Uh, but that also seems like a song that you could get fairly e- easily. Right. Maybe it's not old enough that you could get it easily. Mm-hmm. And then there was also apparently a song by Doghouse Lords called Gambler's Guts, which I also did not catch. So yeah. uh, I feel like we've talked about a lot of uh, old pop culture references, but any specific to this episode, outdated pop culture references or anything we need to cancel here? You know, you I like, th- okay, go ahead. I'll follow up. I was going to say, I, I, I would like to say that the female head coach thing should be an outdated pop culture reference, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's still very, uh, very relevant to this day. Yeah. Especially if, football. In, yeah. Yeah. Football specifically. I think that yeah. that's a, I think it's just such a male dominated sport that, yeah, it's probably just not. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just think it's, uh, right. You know, not probably ever going <clears> to <throat> happen. Yeah, like like we said before, it's uh it'll be an uphill battle for sure. It'll be a long road. It's not that a female cannot coach football, like Coach Crowley said, you will never do this. But uh yeah, that's challenging because I think of like the NBA and South Dakota's own Becky Hammond, like is always like perpetually yeah. like on the cusp of getting a head coaching job. Yeah. She just hasn't yet. Um, I think she I, didn't she get a, a WNBA coach or maybe yeah there's yeah. lots of women W right okay yes yeah, but I really feel like she's been waiting out Greg Popovich and Greg Popovich just keeps holding on so she's like okay I'm gonna go coach the Aces for a while <laughs> yeah you that's let right. me know yeah, when you're the... heading out Greg and I'll take over really uh, she wants the, she's 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 going for that position huh I I think so I mean she's been in the Spurs organization forever oh so. okay. So I just I don't know. she's always been assumed to be like the the heir to the Popovich throne. Okay, but, I didn't know that. You know, I I don't follow NBA yeah. as closely, near as closely as you do. But like the Grizzlies for the last like three years have have had a female assistant coach. You know, but and, and now that we're having this conversation, I I was going to say I don't think you'll see it in the NBA in my lifetime. But I think there is a assistant coach for the Falcons that's a woman. Um, oh, for the NFL, you mean? Yeah, for the yeah. for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, yeah. I think. Quote of the episode. Anything stick out to you? I don't think I made. <laughs> okay, I do have a nomination. The only quote that I wrote down. Uh, uh, it's not one that I'm particularly like thinking it's quote of the episode worthy because it's so savage. But it's Tim saying to Luke, use protection this time, my friend. Hey, yikes. Yeah, definitely notable. Uh, one I wrote down was, <clears throat> hey, thanks for coming in early. <laughs> Anybody need a donut? Uh, some of you aren't going to have a job next semester. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't do it like you do, but I don't want to tax your, your cords. <laughs> yeah. It's WrestleMania tomorrow. I can't be. Uh... <laughs> Are we, what do you think? Go, anybody need a donut? Uh, yeah. You're all going to get fired. Let's, basically. Let's, do, let's do that because the other one is kind of a bummer. Okay. MVP of the episode. Who wins this one? You know, I say it a lot, but I think Tammy is my nomination. I was also going to say it and then as not a bit. Uh, <laughs> it's become cliche at this point, but yes. it's a good episode for Tammy. It's a good episode for Vince. It is good for Vince. He sticks up to Pa Orville or whatever, Ornette. Uh, <laughs> pa Orville. <laughs> uh, he sticks up to him. Uh, it's not Tim. It's not Becky. It's not Billy. It's not Luke. So Billy and Mindy both had solid turns. I hate to say it. Don't like to say it. Hate them. Come on the show. Acting wise, it was good for their characters. Mm -hmm. Not great. So, okay. Let's go Tammy. She's uh, getting the big college job offer and kind of killing it. It's a big episode for her. All right. Episode rating. What do we think here? What are we? What numerical value will we put to this episode? I'm willing to give this a strong seven. seven? Um, well, you know what? Uh, maybe a light seven because as much as I liked it, I think there were strides for Tammy, specifically a few strides for Jess. Um, but I do think, like I said earlier, this feels like the writer's room was yeah. like, Oh crap, we've got three episodes left. We got to plow through some because if this is the series finale, which I think by this point they understood it definitely would be, Mm -hmm. you can't have State be the last episode. You have to tie up everything else in the last episode. Like Mm -hmm. State has to be second to last at best. And they're going, oh, this regular season just ended. Like we got to really plow through some games. So we don't get a lot of game time here at all. Yep. Yeah, it felt it felt pretty forced. There were some scenes that really didn't make sense all that much, and we didn't get any explanation on it. So I think seven's yeah. fair. I was it's, initially it's thinking good. eight, but the the more I think about it, mm-hmm. I I I would probably come down. Yeah, I think if we it's, just go a middle of the road seven, that's probably I think, okay. I think that's good. I think I mean, as we said, it's it's a good episode, and I think that if you don't think about it too much, it's a really good episode. Right. But if you start thinking about it, you realize like how sloppy it really is. Yep, yep. Well, I feel like we don't get that. That like that's not a common thing. With I agree, one hundred percent sloppy. They usually are not hiding any sloppiness because usually there isn't a lot of sloppiness. Season two, uh, notwithstanding. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, before we wrap this thing up, it's been a while. We better go to social media. Oh yeah. Do some shout outs. Uh, but I did have a conversation with a listener in Wales, not Niall. Uh, now we hope you're, we hope you are still out there. I'm giving up hope, but at least we have somebody. No one Jack eight, uh, had a little back and forth with him. Uh, he was checking in. My son punched a hole in the, in our drywall in the wall of our living room with his head. And so he was checking in on that. And then we got talking about Wales. Uh, he turned me on to the, uh, Wales national anthem. Oh, pretty badass. Uh, cause he was saying our flag is the best. And also our national anthem is dope. And uh, so he sent me some videos and yeah, goosebumps, man. Like singing it at soccer matches and stuff. 
It oh, looks yeah. like it's traditional just to like start it and then let the crowd take it. And, That's uh, dope. Yeah, it's pretty. pretty That's strange. how you know you got a real good national anthem, or at least a good sense of uh, of pride of country. Yep. Yep. So shout out to our listener in Wales, No One Jack Eight. Yeah, we hope that you uh, that you hear this episode soon. I know I can't remember if he said that he was just so starting behind. the show. So yeah, no, he's like in season four. So he, he's okay, like, he's so he's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if, if if you see Nile. <laughs> Yeah, if you happen to see Nile, I know that the that that Europe as a as a continent is basically like the size of South Dakota. So I'm pretty sure you guys will probably just run into each other um, at some point. But if you see Nile, we're we're kind of worried about him. Uh, I did check a couple days ago, and he is still following the Twitter page, and he hasn't tweeted for a while. So we we oh, hope man. that he's still okay. We hope he's still all right. We hope he's still out there, uh, Nile. Uh, we love you. We we hope uh, once again the invitation is open. We want you uh, to join us on the show. We want you to talk to us. Yep. So, um, Niall, if you're out there, um, get a hold of us. Uh, by the time this episode airs, we might be done recording uh, <laughs> yeah, the rest probably. of the series potentially. So, uh, we will throw in a bonus app for. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, we're gonna start a Patreon, um, and it's and you 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 have to pay us ten dollars a month, and the only piece of content ever is just the Nile episode. And that's you know maybe a half hour tops. So that's our business plan like for the, uh for going forward. So Nile, uh, we're willing to split this uh, three ways with you. 100%, 100%. Uh, I don't know what three dollars and thirty three cents is in pounds, but buddy. <laughs> It's all yours, man. Uh, speaking of having Nile on, uh, longtime fan, fan uh, yes. Riley McKenna Insko, uh, suggesting maybe for the finale we bring in a few uh, extra guests, uh, maybe a dedicated fan or two for a segment, she says. So it's definitely something we've kicked around. Yeah, we've talked about it. Stay tuned. Uh, actually, by the once again, by the time that this episode is actually live, right. uh, we may have already done it, but stay Probably. tuned. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Chris uh, at Martin Blank was drinking a green friendly on St. Patrick's Day. Love to see that. Absolutely. Uh, a big, big St. Patrick's Day fans on on. Uh, on the show here, at least I am. <laughs> yeah. So um, I actually did miss. So uh, Brookings pub crawl was a week after Sioux Falls's pub crawl, but um, I was in Brookings the week before Sioux Falls pub crawl, and we basically drank all day. And I could not do that three weeks in a row because I am now in my <laughs> mid thirties. Yes. So um, I probably could have done it, but it wouldn't have been great. Um. Yeah, we love we love a good St. Patrick's Day. We had a great, uh, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show, we had a pretty solid uh, St. Patrick's Day. So Angie and I, she knows that I love St. Patrick's Day. She even took the weekend off. We, uh, yeah, she she indulged me. uh, God bless her, and she knew that it was a hard uh, three full calendar years since my last one. So um, she really uh, to make up for lost time. Mm -hmm. We did get uh, also a response. Uh, from Chris uh, or on Chris's tweet from Grain Belt Beer. Grain Belt? Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> We're still out here. 
Uh, you can still give us money. I think we've earned it. I think we we more than earned it, actually. I'd take a free hat. I'd take a a, oh. fr- a f- you know a free twelve pack. Anything, really, anything at this point. We've earned that much. We need to. Uh, we should we should do a, a new Ulm trip because I feel like that wouldn't be a difficult for either of us. I That's think that true. would be a fun. I think that would be a fun little uh, yeah little trip. I, I could even, you know, bring the, bring a little recording set up and, you know, we could have a, a, a live <laughs> podcast. From the- do, some, do some yellow journalism. We're like, why aren't you, why didn't you sponsor? Really? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just a bartender. I don't know what, what you want from me. That wasn't what I was picturing, but I like that, that <laughs> aspect of it too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That'd be fun. All right. Uh, so those are social media shout outs. I believe that's all we have. So, uh, what is our lesson of the episode? What's the moral? What's the takeaway? What can we apply to our everyday lives? Don't commit crimes. Uh, at least not serious ones because jail will change a man. <laughs> that's true. You don't want to go there. Uh. If you're a high school football coach and you have an ongoing bit where you uh, have a whiteboard where you're erasing numbers every week and you have an away game, they make like whiteboard clipboards. Mini ones. Mini whiteboards that you can just, you don't have to bring the whole damn whiteboard on the bus and create a hazard, a driving hazard. (laughs) You know, if if that bus needs to be evacuated quickly, they're they're. Not happening in the, with that thing. On, yeah, I hope they can get uh, out the back or out the top because they're not yeah. going out the front doors. So and, and depending depending upon yeah, I think if you if that bus tips over, oh, that's uh, going to take somebody's if, head off. If you're in the back of the bus, you're not getting past that to get out the top. No, well, and just think you're that bus tips over and that whiteboard goes flying back. Oh yeah, the rows. you're having yeah, that's and there's just so many. Uh, so many moral issues with, with doing it, uh, beyond the inconvenience, because even with what you did, uh, we saw no fatalities, but man, (laughs) if the kids that are sitting in the row where you've got the whiteboard rested on either end, because it's five (laughs) feet wide, uh, not worth it. Not worth it. Just buy a mini clip. I I know the budget is tight. Listen, (laughs) But Coach Taylor, I'm just going to look up what the cost of like a small whiteboard. $9.51. Oh my gosh. Is that, is $9.50 worth a human life? Yeah. I would say so. Listen, I know that uh, earlier in the series, the coach was struggling to make a $3,000 check uh, come out (laughs) of his own personal checking account. Right. But $9.51. I mean, look at this. It's perfect. It's perfect yeah. for what they need. You can fit. Uh, you can draw three can, on there. That's big enough for everybody <laughs> on the bus to see. I think all they have to do is write the word state on it. Honestly. Or that. Yeah. Right. That's uh, eight and a half by 11. That's more than enough. There's one on target that I'm looking at for $5 and 50 cents. on. Think it through. Jason Cadams. Uh, <laughs> Eric Chandler. 
we're talking to you. Come on the show. We want to talk about this whiteboard <laughs> situation. I think that would be our main uh, priority if we ever got them well, on the show. We'd have to ask about Tinker and the Pig first, <laughs> and then stink in that pig. <laughs> he is right, right. <laughs> Please guarantee us two questions. You can walk off after that if you want. Question number one: Is Tinker in the pig? I don't know. Do we want to waste a question on that though? Because we know <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like we've learned a lot from this episode. We have. Uh, it's been a pleasure as always talking Friday Night Lights with you uh, and uh, movie distribution and uh, <laughs> Ted uh, Turner, Batman. As a person. Yeah, Batman. Uh, been a great Who time knows as what always. Got cut. Who knows what gets cut? I wanted to bring this up before we are done for the evening. Um, I really wanted to shout out our listeners in Laos because they deserve it. Josh, I'm really glad that you said that because um, I've really had something on my mind. Yeah. uh, For a little while now. Um, And I I wasn't going to bring it up because we're so, we're so close to the end. We're, we're so, Hmm. um, you know, we're two episodes away now. Um, and I didn't want to cause like a rift or anything because I think we've, we've done, we've had a lot of fun with this and, and we've, yeah. we've gotten along really well and nothing, yeah. no, you know, no, no divides are really, nothing's come between us, but I just, yeah, just go ahead. It's fine. I would really like it. Uh, just this once. Mm-hmm. If okay. we could, if we could just shout out our listeners in the West Indies. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah, let's you. do it. Wow. You know, just peel the bandaid off. That's all I had to do. You know, yeah, I don't know why I was even absolutely. nervous. I don't it, know. But. Yeah, man. Shout out to our listeners in the West Indies. Absolutely. Uh, man, it's too bad you waited so long, honestly. Yeah, it is. Um, And and, and you know what? While, while we're here, mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to go a step further. Okay, let's, let's get raw. <sighs> and I... You know what? I'm tired of being silent about it. I would like to shout out, especially now that that we can say this plurally without a doubt, our listeners in Wales. I've really, honestly, to be honest, I've been thinking that too. Uh, yeah. Shout out to our listeners in Wales. Uh, Niall, um, hope you're all right. To our new friend, no one jack eight something or another uh man i i i appreciate your bravery but yeah shout out to you guys um thanks anthony yeah yeah okay well man i feel like just a weight has been lifted off the podcast uh yeah i'm really glad we cleared the air you know i really think we um this this thing that we're doing right now, I think it could really reach imagine unimaginable new heights. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> uh, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, uh, shout out to you. We appreciate you. Reach out to us on Twitter at Reliving Lights. Uh, if you have ideas for the series finale of reliving the lights uh maybe maybe give us some too bad because by the time this is aired it's already recorded never mind (laughs) 
thanks for listening again, Anthony. Thanks for uh, for talking again. It's been a pleasure as always. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights Rewatch podcast. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.